Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thanks for joining us for the ASHP Pharmacy Leadership Podcast. This series focuses on leadership topics within pharmacy practice, including the business of pharmacy, development of leadership skills, career transitions, and more. My name is David Chen, and I'm the Assistant Vice President for Pharmacy Leadership and Planning for ASHP, and I'll be your host. In today's episode, we are sitting down with the Section of Pharmacy Practice Leaders Awardee, Kate Skasma, to discuss her service with the section and the role ASHP has played in her development as a pharmacy practice leader. Welcome, and thanks for joining us today. First, congratulations, Kate, on being selected by your peers for this award in recognition of the exceptional leadership and commitment to volunteering for so many roles with ASHP and the profession. For our listeners, the Section Distinguished Service Award recognizes one ASHP section member each year whose volunteer activities have supported the mission of their section or forum and helped advance the profession. Their activities over the years have demonstrated a contribution to the improvement of pharmacy practice that align with the section's mission and vision. So with that, Kate, why don't you tell us a little about yourself and how you came to be involved with ASHP? Thanks, David. Very uh, humbled to be here today. So thanks for making the time to give me the opportunity to share some of my thoughts. I grew up on a vegetable farm around central Illinois. I share this because I, I grew up in a Dutch community that was surrounded with focus. You know, it was enriched in faith, family giving, and a whole lot of sports. There was a lot of focus and value on faith, as I already mentioned, curiosity, hard work, and, and really how do we work together in our community to benefit each other, to value each other, to value the people that we surround with, and, and really how we support each other. That's really where I got my start in pharmacy. As I started in pharmacy, I was first exposed to a community pharmacy practice, an independent community pharmacy. And from there, I was interested in pursuing pharmacy and business. I graduated from Butler University School of Pharmacy and was very fortunate to have come across an advisor who took the time to know me well, know my interests, kind of know a little bit about my background and helped to set me up on rotations with individuals who would help me at that time. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my career. And he took the time and the effort to set me up on rotations to expose me to a variety of different practice settings, but more importantly, very strong pharmacy leaders, probably because he saw some potential in me. And through those experiences, I was able to get exposed and introduced to ASHP. Very coincidentally, one of the other sections, Distinguished Service Award winners, Dan Degnan, was actually one of my preceptors on one of my first pharmacy leadership rotations. I have very fond memories of working closely with Dan and, and him showing me kind of the ropes with regards to how to use the resources on ASHP, you know, all of the different things that pharmacy leaders could do to make a difference in their environments. And I would say from that experience on, I was really intrigued to pursue a, a career in hospital pharmacy leadership. And really, from my experience with him, he kind of introduced me as to how ASHP could support that, both because of the network they had, but the residency programs and kind of from there. So he encouraged me to check out the residency programs. I surveyed a lot. And I landed at UW in Madison. 
I had a phenomenal experience during my residency. I phenomenal, I can say, you know, many years out, it was very difficult at the time. But I had a lot of strong preceptors and mentors who were very vested in ASHP, both from uh, providing and volunteering their time in ASHP, but also sharing their contributions and their rewards back with their learners and or pharmacists and leaders. And I would say throughout my residency, I had many experiences to learn from others of how if you dig in, offer up your time, volunteer to get involved, you'll earn a lot of reward from that, both from being in the know, learning new skills. And so from early on, I kind of knew that it was the right thing to do to get involved. And I could see the benefit. I could see the benefit of being involved, but also volunteering my time to an organization such as ASHP. From there, I would say I started my career as a leader at Freighter Hospital, and I was very fortunate to have very strong pharmacy leaders who not only were they also involved with ASHP, but they were willing to be sponsors to encourage me to get involved in different opportunities and and help to connect that with my own development. And I'm very grateful for that because I think now that I've practiced in multiple settings, really kind of across the health system, I've seen how their sponsorship and support has allowed me to build my own skill set, but more importantly, find opportunities to give back to others and help others grow and develop. I think from there, it's been a really good thing. Oh, thanks so much, Kate, for sharing. And I know just having the pleasure of working with you and watching how you've mentored and sponsored people over the, the past decade or so clearly aligns with what you shared earlier about your family and just being part of and giving back to community. And interestingly, learned something new too about your connections within the professional community of pharmacy. So thanks for sharing that. So I guess we'd like to move on to the second question and really just maybe dig in a little bit if you could comment on your involvement of what your involvement with ASHP has meant to you professionally, as well as personally. So you shared a little bit about how your mentors and sponsors shared with you the value of ASHP and the opportunities there. But could you maybe go into a little bit more about what it's meant to you personally, professionally, and what's been your favorite part about being a member? Yeah, absolutely. Man, where to start? So Maybe I'll start with my favorite part. During throughout my career, I don't know that I would have said this many years ago, but I think I didn't have the confidence to say it many years ago. And I think that's one of the most important lessons I've learned through ASHP is really how to build my own confidence and and bring my value to the table. But I think that my favorite part about ASHP is really the sense of community that I feel every time I interact, not only with the ASHP staff, but with my colleagues across the nation. It's really that just sense of community. I'm constantly, as I interact with ASHP or members, of really just my favorite part, you know, you have that sense of community. We're getting a group of leaders or practitioners together. We most likely have very similar problems. They may smell or taste a little bit different, but very similar problems. And and somehow we usually figure out a way to get together and solve those problems together, really building off the skills that each of us bring to the table. I think from a personal perspective, I reflect on how just, again, honored and humbled I am to receive this award. But you know, I look at all of the people who have come before me and have worked through some very challenging times. They've done that. They've worked through those problems by giving of their own time and serving within you know, just back to that community, right? They give back to the community, they give of their own time, they do a lot of hard work. 
And at the end of the day, they have a little fun together, right? They can laugh and and share some personal stories. And I would say my my most favorite memories of ASHP is, you know, not only is it going to the meetings and learning a ton of really valuable stuff, but it's also able to connect with those individuals who I may not be actively working on a project with, or I may not have been able to see or catch up with in, you know, months or at this point years, but we're able to connect and reflect on, hey, we have a lot of things in common that we may not share the exact same perspectives on everything together, but we're able to connect. And most of the time with ACHP, we're, you know, we're talking with other pharmacy practitioners, individuals who have a passion for taking care of patients, have a passion for helping others grow. And, and I would say because of that, I've been able to relate to those individuals on a personal level. I can't count how many, what I would call colleagues, but more or less friends that I also you know, have phone calls with or text chains with or, or just connecting with very routinely. And those individuals, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, sometimes being a pharmacy leader, any leader in healthcare can at times be lonely. And I'm sure many of those who've gone before me know this, but as you move up the chain, you can't necessarily share or talk with, you know, everybody about everything. And that network is, I call on my people, my network, because I can share those struggles or those challenges with those individuals. And commonly those individuals can, I call them individuals, but they're my friends. They can bring back their perspectives and they can really help me to see something in a new view and really challenge me to to get after that problem and to take care of it. I think personally, I, I can't say how much I've grown because of those interactions, because of those positive you know, lessons learned. And some of those were learned in a very hard way, but they've been very positive. And I I think the other thing I would say that ASHB has brought me is really allowing me to bring my whole self to the table. David, as you know, I'm a wife and a mom of three, and very commonly I can bring that whole mother you know, perspective or daughter sometimes, I guess, to the table and allowing me to bring that whole integrated person, I think, has something that ASHP is always welcomed and something that I'm very appreciative for because it, it is truly allowing me to bring my full self. Well, thank you for that very personal <laughs> description of what ASHP means to you, both professionally and personally. And I think I would agree that really for a successful organization, any organization, it's how do you integrate your personal self and everything that comes with that, along with your professional responsibilities. And really resonated just listening to you talk about how the personal stories and our peers around the country and the shared passion and colleagues that become friends and then ultimately the strength of many that work together to find solutions for the whole, I think is a great storyline of what it all means to you. The next thing I'd like for you to ask you to share, because of course I know of many, but there may even be things that you've worked on within ASHP that that I'm not aware of, but I do know and have benefited by the, the generosity of your time and leadership with the sections, advisory groups, and I won't go too much detail of probably one of the more favorite activities that you spent a number of years passing on your knowledge. Could you elaborate a little bit on the things that you've worked with the section and ASHP and which of these projects or initiatives that you worked on that you're most proud of? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'll start with the clinical coordinator handbook. This was something that I, I had a leader kind of say, hey, by the way, you're going to do this because it's a great opportunity. And I think that stemmed from you know him seeing something in me that I did not see in myself. And I would say... I'm proud that I was able to contribute to that when I 
reference that book and I do reference it often, especially for learners and, and new leaders. Time and time again, I, I still cannot believe that I'm a contributing author to that book with several other very, very strong leaders. But I would say that is something, again, I think because I reference it so often and it's such rich content, that is something that ASHP, I guess, gave me the opportunity to do and contribute to that. I think, again, I, I think I give it to all of my my new leaders and my learners that are on different leadership experiences. As you referenced, David, and, and others may not have picked up on it, but the manager's boot camp, I would be very short-sighted to not include that in areas I'm proud of. As you mentioned, it's a lot of time and energy to be a contributing member of the manager bootcamp team or family, because I feel like sometimes you work together so long and so closely that it's truly a family. But I, I think because I had the opportunity to serve on that group for several years, I think it not only allowed me to exercise kind of that skill of you know how can we be more creative, more adept to providing new leaders experience or exposure to things that they really will benefit from when they go to lead their teams. That is a huge motivating factor for me is, you know, how do we help others learn and become and develop leadership skills, management skills? And and that manager's boot camp, you know, I, I think I covered two or three topics and then I served as as a moderator. And throughout that experience, I was able to see, even because it was several years, I was able to see how quickly the content changed, but yet it still stayed the same. But there's different aspects that we we're able to pull out and provide as a foundation for those leaders. And and that was very rewarding. The last thing I will mention is I had the opportunity to chair the Pearl session. And I will never forget it, David, because the morning that I was moderating our Pearl session, I lost my voice. It was comical because you work so hard to prepare for an event like that or for a session like that, and then you lose your voice and can barely get through the session. But I will say that the act of seeing all of the wonderful things that our leaders are doing across the nation... I think seeing that and then seeing and aligning that with hot topics and what our members need in order to continue to you know, achieve excellence in their areas of practice, to me, that was extremely fun. It allowed me to build some new connections and networks with individuals I hadn't had a chance to work with, and it taught me a bunch of new stuff. And I think just that area of practice and focus of, hey, what are those pearls? What can you learn in five minutes? It just a an incredible way to drive change and drive some innovation in our in our area of practice. And to me, that was very rewarding. And I guess I just wish, I wonder how we could do Pearl sessions more frequently instead of once a year. And maybe that's our next podcast idea. But that to me was a very rewarding and fun experience. That's great. You know, I loved hearing about two of the projects that I'll just call out is just the convergence of clinical leadership skills and acumen with sort of the administrative leadership skills and acumen for those two major activities that you were part of and help lead and, and write and teach. Your contributions to the foundational resources that ASHP provides, as well as the pearls, as you described, kind of the nimble resources, you know, as we all work together to, to advance practice is really awesome. So thank you for sharing that. My next question is those moments in life. We all have those moments in life or along our journey that have helped define us. You shared a couple as we did our introduction and really impact what we want out of pharmacy practice and out of ourselves as leaders. Can you describe one of your aha moments? And was it something that you were preparing yourself for or did it come sort of unexpectedly? And how did you respond? Thanks, David. 
I feel like aha moments are little gifts. And I've had so many that I'm really struggling with where to begin on this one because I feel like some of the aha moments are mostly from, you know, hey, did I just totally miss that? Was I looking the wrong direction when I should have caught that on, you know, five or 10 years before I caught on to it? But kind of in reflecting, I, I think the one that I don't know if it's most recent, but the one I, I keep coming back to is a lesson or an aha moment I had that really helped me to solidify understanding that I was moving down the direction of kind of creating my own legacy. And because it was mine and it was my path, it was okay to do that. And I, I kind of reflect back, I, I guess, to a book that helped me come to this aha moment and maybe tell you a little bit about how I came to this aha moment because I'm not sure if it's going to make sense. But I am somebody who devours audiobooks and podcasts. You know, Maybe it is because I have little kids and I turn them on whenever possible. They keep me busy, keep me awake but also just because I have a love for learning and curiosity as to what others are doing. And some may call me a leadership book junkie because I really like to dive in and learn new things. And and I kind of question things that I read sometimes. But a book I came across recently through a podcast was called, is it 15 Commitments to Conscious Leadership? And there's a chapter in there that really talks about sourcing your approval, your control, and your security. And as I was Listening to that, and you know, I don't listen to it in one sit down. I usually, you know, listen to it in ten or fifteen minute chunks. I kept coming back to, hey, this is really kind of connecting with where I'm at in life and where I'm at as a pharmacy leader. And you know, from time to time, we are challenged. You know, especially in this day and age, with all of the things that we don't have and all of the lacking that we're challenged with. And really, what that chapter called out to me, or my aha moment, was. You know, it's not necessarily the wanting, it's not necessarily the lacking that we need to focus on. Another way to say that is maybe, you know, are we comparing ourselves to others who may have more or may have more resources or more of a title or other things? And kind of really, as I dug into that and kind of listened more to that chapter, it really helped me to kind of understand that you kind of need to dig into yourself and understand where you're core self is, where your strengths are, where you bring value, and really focus on that. And that will allow you then to create your own path and leave your own legacy. We, from time to time, are are faced with challenges that sometimes seem insurmountable or opportunities that may present themselves in times that they don't work with the other parts of your life. Going off the cuff here, David, but you know, opportunities that you may identify that, you know, hey, it's just not the best opportunity or maybe it's not the best timing now, but it's something I really want to do. And I I think it comes back to we each as leaders, as individuals in our profession, we have the opportunity to create our own path to say yes to things that we want to participate in. And as you get more experience, you also have the opportunity to say no to things. And to me, I think that how that's helped to shape my journey is it's really allowed me to kind of take a step back and take maybe a step above all of the challenges we're facing in healthcare today and say, okay, you know, what do I need to do to continue to prepare myself to show up at this table? What do I need to fix this problem? Do I really need all of those things to fix this problem? Or could I look at it differently, approach it differently? And then how do I lead with that? How do I help my leaders understand that what they think may be barriers or what they think may be lacking is really just an obstacle that we can move around and above. I think by practicing in that way and leading in that way, it can really help us get through some tough times that we have in front of us in the future. 
But more importantly, personally, it's allowed me to have a little bit more confidence in where I'm at and the decisions I've made and the decisions I'll make in the future. I hope that that is something I, I don't know exactly where that's going to take me in the future. I, you know, I have a clear vision for I want, where I want my career to go, but I think it's, like I said before, I think it's given me the confidence to know that I have the ability to make the choice and the right decision of where, where I go with my career path and where I go with my time. And I, that aha moment has maybe allowed me to be a little bit more confident in where I sit today and excited about not only where I can go tomorrow, but how I can maybe reassure those leaders that are working on my team to feel confident about how we approach problems and or challenges in the future. Thanks, Kate, for that. And I think just sharing those perspectives uh, in of themselves will give listeners confidence, knowing that someone as accomplished as yourself, even just thinking those things and going through those thought processes and really the the learning curve and, and the commitment to continued learning as a leader. So thank you for that very much. Well, what I'd like to wrap up with is, can you provide some recommendations for our listeners who want to get more involved at the national level? When they listen to everything that you've done, it's been a lot. And there's different ways that you can get engaged with ASHP at different points in your career. And having spent this many years supporting ASHP in the section, upon reflection, what's some advice that you could give to others? Thanks, Dave, for the opportunity. I, I really do think that that's what I look for in podcasts and really in any presentation is, okay, what can I take away from this? Where can I start? And I guess my first message would be, it's never too early or too late to start. There's always an opportunity waiting for everybody. You just got to figure out what the right one is for you. I think from there, I would recommend by doing a little self-reflection before you jump at the first opportunity. And when I say that, basic questions like, what energizes you? How do you like to spend your time? What drains you? What do you not want to add to your plate? From there, think about you know how much time do you have and you're willing to commit, then add a little bit of time to that because I feel like we're routinely underestimating that number or the amount of time it takes to commit to something and deliver high quality. I think in that self-reflection, thinking about why you're pursuing the opportunity to get involved at the national level, what type of difference, where do you want to make an impact? I think all of those together will help you be able to decide what is the right opportunity for you and how will you know when that right opportunity is and or once you say yes to opportunities, then how can you find that motivation when you're working on it late into the night when you have time or perhaps early in the morning or squeezing it in, then you'll have the motivation to get through it. I think you know some of the other things that I would say early on, I would say I was very much encouraged to say yes. And to say yes to the things that may not feel like they're going to be super valuable, saying yes to the things that may be the grunt work or may not be the most exciting things, because sometimes that gives you opportunities to learn not only from others, but it gives you the opportunity to really hone in and and understand how professional organizations, how teams, how leaders across different environments work together. If nothing else, you can usually learn about a new, either a technical skill or learn how other leaders styles, and then in the future, how to to learn to work with those individuals. And, And those are really priceless skills. I would say, make sure to align your values. So you want to spend time with an organization. You know, I I think, you know, just reflecting on ASHP's mission and my, my own values, you know, I find a lot of alignment there. 
And I think that's very important because that I can align with where they're going. I can align with how they're choosing where to spend their time and their energy for a profession. And that I think is something very important. You want to spend your time and your energy towards something that you believe in. And then from there, once you kind of identify where you want to get involved and hopefully ACHP is that, I would say do your homework, dig into the website, ask some people that you are that you know are involved, find somebody else who's doing what you want to do or may have a similar path and ask them for a little bit of their time, ask them for advice. I think I've mentioned this to a number of our questions today, but there's never a shortfall in having your own board of directors, right? So having some mentors, advisors, sponsors in your court to help you be the best that you can. Those would be my recommendations. Well, that is a fabulous set of recommendations. I was writing them down for myself as well, because I think they apply to lots of different parts of our lives. And ASHP, of course, being a great part of your life. So I'm glad to hear you share that and the things that we try to do with ASHP for our members and our profession. So this brings us to the close of our podcast. So again, Kate, congratulations on your Distinguished Service Award recognition. Thank you so much for your commitment to leadership and your generosity of time to advance our profession, patient care, the section, and ASHP. And of course, thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Pharmacy Leadership podcast and sharing your experiences as a member of ASHP. So with that, you can find more member-exclusive content, including resources for self-development, leading pharmacy enterprises and teams, and practice management on the ASHP website. Thank you all for joining us today. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to at ASHP official podcast. With that, We thank you for your time and for joining us on this podcast with Kate. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.